0: Welcome, everyone, to Respawn Aim Fire, a special side quest episode for BARF for the month of May. What does BARF stand for? It's Backlog Accomplishment with Respawn and Friends, where we play some kind of older retro game or classic game or something we really wish we would have gotten to a long time ago, but we didn't for some reason. Voted on by you, our patrons, at patreon.com slash respawn aim fire. Hi, my name is Chad Michael Ennis, one of your hosts. We've got our usual co-host here, Adam. Put a bow on it. Gumbert, how are you, Adam? Put it right there on top. Bows always go on top with Adam. That's <laughs> it. Nowhere else. <laughs> and joining us is longtime guest host Alex Cozina. Cozy Bear, how are
1: you? Yo estoy, Alexandro Cozina, y me canta Greece. Ooh. Is that how this is pronounced? Greece? It is. So. Long story short, I'm actually going to be visiting Espana. I am going to Spain to visit Barcelona, to visit friends and family in just under a week uh, from the recording of this podcast. And as it would happen, Greece was developed by Nomada Studio, which is located in Spain. And so, yes, it is called, sorry, pronounced Greece.
0: Oh, my God. The whole game makes so much more sense. For some reason, I thought it was French and I've been pronouncing it Gree this whole time. And then I just now looked it up and said, oh, Greece is Spanish for gray, <laughs> which makes so much more sense in context of the entire game. What an idiot I am. I didn't well, realize
2: that's why you were saying it that way. I didn't, because I, I knew it was a Spanish yeah. uh, made game. I had no idea. But it's also a word that I, you know, I don't speak Spanish or French, so I couldn't pronounce it correctly either way. It wouldn't matter to me.
0: Well, thank you, Alex. That's it. That's it. That's, it. that's all we needed to know. I uh, hope you all enjoyed yeah, it. That's all. <laughs> That's wonderful that you're going. Uh, that you're going to be traveling now. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. My first time in Europe, if you can believe it or not. Ooh, leaving the. Is this your first time out of Canada in general? No, you've been to the U.S. No,
1: I've been to the U.S. I've been to Argentina, which is where the family members I'm going to be visiting are originally from, uh, and of course I've been to Japan, but not Europe. Wow. So that'll
0: be exciting. Well, you're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee it. Men's Warehouse. All right, everyone. Let's talk about. Greece. Not the musical, uh, or the movie, but the game, Greece, that we just learned about. It is a game that is from Nomada Studio, is published by Devolver Digital. There's Devolver, one of Adam's favorite things on the planet.
2: Love these guys. Yeah.
0: Game was released December twenty eighteen for Nintendo Switch, Mac OS, and Windows. Came to iOS in August of twenty nineteen. That's where I played it. And then came out PlayStation 4 in November twenty nineteen and Android April twenty twenty. Never came to Xbox. That's wild. Okay. Uh, The game has sold over a million copies so far. Um, I will also mention that it is critically well-reviewed, holding, depending on the platform, anywhere from an 82 to an 84 on Metacritic as well. And it won at the Game Awards in 2019 Games for Impact. It won the award for Games for Impact. And uh, Fresh
1: Indie Game and Best Art Direction too.
0: Oh, at the Game Awards itself?
1: Yeah, Wikipedia says, says it was nominated awards.
0: for those two but it only won Game for Impact oh you're right you're correct my mistake All my right. bad Alex it's been great having you but we'll see you next time <laughs> uh, <laughs> see you guys <laughs> I'm just kidding uh, so yeah we I purposefully chose a list of games this week not this week this month for the month of May that could be played on a variety of systems including your phone or iPad because I had an iPad mini and I'm like I want something that I can play that on this It's kind of tailored for it and uh so that's why we landed on greece and adam was the tiebreaker on it for all of you who voted at patreon.com slash respawn aim fire and uh he voted on it because i think it was the one that wouldn't make you cry right i don't remember the other option
2: i'm on xbox.com and greece is on here okay good uh, good good wikipedia is actually funny yeah i didn't want to yeah i didn't want to play that dragon cancer because nope no thank you
0: (laughs) the question is did anyone cry playing this game alex adam you know
1: what i did not and that is like no indication of what i actually thought about this game but i did not cry playing this game
0: adam did you cry I,
2: i know i thought it was very the story is very impactful but did not make me cry um specifically i think the difference being that this is a game about a single person and dragon cancer is about a child dying of cancer Mm, so i think that would have been the difference there but i do think it is very good and emotional and you know evokes emotion but didn't get these big boy tears to come out
0: (laughs) (laughs) everyone knows adam has the biggest boy tears so big it takes a lot to open up those eyeballs to get those tears to fall out uh, I did not cry either. I will be honest with you all that until I read the Wikipedia page today, most of the narrative was lost on me and I had no idea about mm. it. But that did not stop me from having an incredible time with this game. Just the – I knew nothing going into it other than, oh, it's a pretty watercolor-looking game. And I didn't even know it was a platform, a, pl- a puzzle platformer. I had no idea what, it was, what I was getting into. Um, but I went into it. I loved – Loved the the art direction. You'll see in the background here on the video version, we have 103 screenshots, which I whittled down from 163 Ooh. that I took while I was playing it. Yeah, I took a lot of screenshots. This Game is freaking gorgeous. It's also inspired our next four wallpapers for our patrons over <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Responding Fire. We've got four of them in the works right now. Uh, so I, I liked it a lot. And then the audio was was wonderful for me, too. I played with AirPods Max on the ones that I've got in my head right now on my iPad. Um, So overall, really, really enjoyed this game, but uh, I lost most of the narrative. I just thought, oh, there's a girl who lost her voice, Little Mermaid style, and then also uh, she was fractured, and now she's whole, and that's all I got.
1: So I want to just quickly loop back around. Earlier on, we were talking about how this game won the 2019 Game Awards Award for Games for Impact. I remember when it won that award, there was a little bit of an uproar online. And maybe this is like very small and contained to like the few people I was paying attention to on Twitter when it got that award. But I remember people kind of being up in arms that Greece nabbed that award while games that you would think would have nabbed that award, uh, such as the other nominees, Life is Strange 2 or Concrete Genie, uh, didn't get it. um, To kind of just go down the full list, the other games that were nominated for Games for Impact that year were Concrete Genie, uh, Kind Words, Life is Strange 2, and Sea of Solitude. And it's interesting that like, yeah, you have a game like Life is Strange 2, which is very explicitly about living in Trump's America. And then you have Greece, which is very much a game that is in large part kind of left up to interpretation. It's about kind of more of a mood and a tone than it is about an explicit story. And yet that's the one that manages to walk away with the award.
0: Yeah. I I don't remember the controversy being there, but I can a hundred percent like having played concrete genie, having played Greece now knowing what life is strange is all about. I, I agree that like, I don't know if this would have won a games for impact specifically Art direction? Sure, maybe. Uh right. s- like soundtrack? Great. But yeah, as far as games for impact, I feel like you're right. This is much more of like a mood type game rather than a like an actual making a statement and and uh what I assume games for impact would be.
1: It um like it, it is one of those instances where like I do wonder if and like I don't mean this in like a Uh, like a conspiratorial way, but like if uh, the people who are responsible for voting on these games were like, we want to give Greece something because it is a really exceptional experience. It faces a little bit more stiff competition in the other two categories it was nominated for. But here within the games for impact category, it's kind of maybe it's not the one with the most explicit message, but it's the game that uh, delivers on what it's trying to go for with the most uh subtle execution the most elegant execution that's what i'm thinking yeah it's when it just... comes to game awards uh it's kind of more like
2: not what do you think deserves the award but how do you think the voters are going to go and i can see gree or greece getting that award based like you're, you're talking about basically on like what voters are looking for out of that category so that doesn't show me. and again that's not a negative that's just you know how awards yeah of course of ran. yeah so yeah. makes sense
0: so I mentioned just kind of my initial impressions. I'm curious. Let's start with Alex. What did you think of the game? So yeah,
1: like uh, as I mentioned earlier, my only real kind of perception of Greece was uh, from you know that very kind of small outcry of people who are like, "Huh, it's a little bit weird that this game won the Games for Impact Award." Going into it, I got to be honest, I was concerned that I was going into Uh, one of kind of many artsy experimental games that I've played over the course of the past half decade or so that are visually stunning feature a fantastic kind of soundscape of music, but kind of are a little bit lightweight when it comes to gameplay. And what impressed me about Greece was how it wasn't hardly a slacker when it came to gameplay and level design. In the end, uh, I was pretty just really kind of impressed by the kind of overall flow and pacing of its levels, the challenges that it threw your way and how those challenges ramped up and became only more complex as you gained more kind of power-ups and abilities. Um, it's not one of the greatest of all times for me, um, but it is a very solid, if I had to kind of rate this game on like a 10 point scale, it's like a very solid and respectable 8.5, 8. where I was going into it expecting it would be something more akin to like a 7, something that was all style but no substance. And this game really had a lot more substance to
0: it than I was expecting. I agree with basically everything that you just said. <laughs> Adam, what about you? How would you think of it? Or what would you think of it?
2: Uh, well, first off, I played this one on my phone because I remember you're going to play it on an iPad. I played it on my Android phone just because I was like, hey, let's try something different. So when I first started playing it, I was like, uh, well, first of all, again, game looks gorgeous. There's no arguing that at all. That soundtrack is top tier. I think the soundtrack yeah. is the best thing about the game. It is absolutely great. But I was started playing the game and I was like, ooh, I hope this game isn't this slow. But I think the game starts you off, like, barely walking. And I was like, mm. oh, boy, I hope this is not what the game is. Uh, but then they spe- things speed up. And I agree with Alex. Like, I like the, the level design. And again, I like all the powers. And Again, it just looks great. Like, you'll... They'll just give you, like, landscape... Like, or, like, in, like, cinematic shots where it's like, oh, you slid down a thing. And then you pop up. And the sun's behind you. And there's pyramids. And it's... All that looks great. Um, and the gameplay, I think, is, like, solid. But I did... Without having uh, like an actual story or a thing to drive me through it. I'm like, I'm driving through this because I want to play the game, but there, it didn't feel like anything was really pushing me to do it. So I I would still agree with the score. I think about an eight feels about right, but, um, I expected to be wild about this game because everyone's like, it's great. And I'm like, no, it's very good. Um, so yes, I think it's a very good game. And that's probably where it's at. (laughs) Um, I think again, the soundtrack and the visuals are, the top tier things gameplay is better than most indie games that are just like super pretty indie games like yeah but uh gameplay or story didn't blow me away uh which is fine it doesn't have to i still enjoyed myself for my five dollars on my phone so can't complain too much
1: how did you guys find the uh controls for gree on your phone Uh, now even i'm mispronouncing it
0: (laughs) right right what was it greece greece Uh, (laughs) yeah greece so i was I've, I've been worried because I've been experimenting with things on my phone, like playing Fantasian and a couple other things that like it might not control well. And for, uh, uh, for iPad, I assume it's the same for Android. It was just your left thumb moves the character left and right. You just kind of slide it a little bit. And the right is just tap to jump or tap and swipe down to do the ground pound or tap and swipe right. up to sing. Um, hmm. So it was really, really simple controls, really intuitive. And I also liked, I don't know if they did this on Android, but on – On iPad specifically, the game didn't take up the whole screen. Like it had a little bit of a black bar, uh, like a black mat around the whole thing so that your thumbs didn't actually cover up the game itself.
1: Uh. Uh, So I appreciated
0: that a lot because there are some times when I'm playing things where like my thumb is covering up something that I need to read or that I want to look at or something like that. So I did appreciate that part on iPad. But I, I found that for this game, the movement with sliding the left thumb back and forth worked well because the platforming was not like Mega Man precise. But had mm. it been any more like needing precision, like it would have been worthless on a touch screen. Like you would have had to have a controller with it. Um so I think for this game worked really well and I did not have any issues playing it. But uh I, I don't think most other platforms that I've played on console like guacamelee or Mega Man or something like that could use the same controls.
1: I uh, I should have mentioned this at the front. I played it on, well, I played it on my PlayStation 5, but it's the PlayStation 4 version because I don't think there's a PlayStation 5 port yet. Uh, and I thought it was, as you might expect, perfectly comfortable there. Uh, but I can, I can see how it would probably work well on touchscreen consoles as well. I will say last thing about it. This game reminds me,
2: when I first started playing it, I didn't mention, I wrote it down in my notes, that this is like... This feels like a foreign animated film from, like, eight, 1989, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, if that sounds like something interesting to you, I think you'd like it. But then there's also the drawbacks of, like, I don't know. It's, actually, it's just a thing that's pretty, and I don't actually know what's going on. <laughs> uh, you know? Like, in this this art style, it, I would, like, this would absolutely be on, like, some random DVD I found. What well, would be a DVD be VHS? Um, of, like, oh, man, look at this cool... It is an it is an indie art movie, the video game, which I think is a good. I think it's a good thing. I would just say like if any of that what I just said interests you, then I absolutely should play great. But yeah, like the gameplay isn't so tight and fast that you can't play it on a on a touchpad because we did no problem. I was, I did everything no problem at all because it's you move just fast or slow enough, and everything works on the sides. But I did I did very much enjoy it. I actually think it works very good well as a mobile game. So. And It's the cheapest way to get it too.
0: Yeah that doesn't that doesn't hurt the wallet. I like it yep I think some of my favorite things uh, gameplay wise it, it unfolds Alex you kind of talked about this too like the, the fact that every like the, the mechanics build on themselves and I feel like there are two parts of this that I really like. One is that there's no there's no way to die in this game like there's no as, as far as I know there's no death mechanic at all. You just kind of like you might fall to the beginning of the puzzle and you'll have to start jumping again. Uh, so there's not a like frustrating restarting all the time. And then the other thing that I love is that it it's difficult enough where like you get to a room sometimes and you're like, "How the hell am I gonna get out of here? But you never spend more than like 45 seconds to a minute figuring out, I feel like it's it's challenging enough to keep you interested without being simple enough to get boring. Uh, and it's and it's constantly evolving. I think about the, the first time I realized that it was building on itself in such a cool way was in the forest where you just discovered the color green and you're going through the forest and you're jumping across all these trees and you notice a little guy running behind you, the little square cube guy running behind you and then eventually he falls down to, the, to a lower level and you're up on the top level and I notice him like jumping and mimicking my movements. I was like, oh, that's cute, He's he wants to be like me and then I get to a wall and I'm like, now what do I do? And then I noticed that like I have to get him up with me. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. It's like, I'm controlling both of us and we have to go through two separate levels at the same time. That was, that's when I, the first moment was like, this adorable little thing, this amazing little mechanic is actually, uh, it's really clever. I really enjoyed it. So we've talked a lot about music and Gameplay and art? And I guess that's all there that really is. Did anyone did anyone actually get gameplay like narrative from this thing? Did you guys understand what it was about? Because I can read a little bit of the synopsis, but I don't think I got it at all. By all
1: means, like go ahead, because yes. I, yeah, did not really I suspected, okay, this is about a woman who is going through some sort of traumatic experience in her life. Her world is like metaphorically and physically shattered. And by going through this trial, she's metaphorically and physically bringing it back together, reconstructing it. That's sort of what I inferred from it. How yeah. how off was I? How, or or how accurate was I? Well, yeah, well, I know what the
2: game's about because I was like, well, this is an indie game. So there's definitely going to be a, a emotional message here. But no, I did know that it was about a thing. But the way, I don't know what you're about to read. The way that they break it down in the game, I'm like, I did not get that from the game. But it makes sense whenever... Chad, it'll make sense when Chad starts talking about it. It's like, oh yeah, you're right. That is, I knew it was about something, but I wasn't exactly sure. But when someone explains it to you, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I'll read a, a couple. I'll like, jump around on the synopsis on Wikipedia, and then I'll read a couple of things from the development part of it uh, that might give you a little bit of context too. The game follows a girl named Grease who wakes up in the palm of a crumbling statue of a woman. She attempts to sing out, but quickly becomes choked up at this. In the statue's hands, crumble, dropping her to the colorless earth below. After landing, she continues walking forward and discovers a number of strange structures that seem to be powered by mysterious points of light resembling stars. Uh, Green can travel to four locations to collect lights and restore color back to the world uh, at, at statues resembling the broken ones at the beginning of the story. These include windmills, lush forests, caverns. Along the way, she encounters various living beings, some of which help her on a journey. Uh, and some of them threaten the consumer. The final power Grease obtains as the ability to to sing again, which brings life to various plants and mechanical animals. Grease eventually collects enough stars to form a constellation path to the heavens, but the final pathway is blocked by a creature who morphs into a monstrous form of herself and swallows her whole. She wakes up in a toxic black sludge and swims to the surface. Um, Grease begins singing, and her mother's statue, had no idea that statue was her mother, begins to reform itself through the power of her voice just as she's completely consumed by the black oil the statue of greece's mother comes alive and begins singing as well banishing the creature and the sea of despair Uh, from the development part of it here uh the people who developed the game nomada studio wanted the game to be a mix of journey and ori in the blind forest it's designed with accessibility Mm. in mind meaning no fail states uh it didn't have to be super challenging And kind of going to what I just said here, it says, if there's a puzzle, you can probably finish it at the second or third try. When the puzzle is more complicated, we tend to give the player options. Hmm. But this part, too, is the part that I didn't get. Sorry, did you have something to say, Cozy?
1: I'm a little bit surprised that they mentioned that they wanted it to be a mix of Journey and the Blind Forest because uh, I totally get the Journey comparison. Ori, I played through that game for the first time actually relatively recently, and I actually found that game really brutally challenging for its yeah. like first half or so. So, I mean, I, I suppose possibly they mean that in terms of like it's art direction. Anyways, continue.
0: The last thing that I will uh, mention here is that it says part with through development, the team consulted with a psychologist about the game's narrative themes of grief, especially the five stages of grief and depression resulting in game gameplay decisions to echo the turmoil of the main character. An example of this is how at the beginning of the game the player is unable to jump, which helps reinforce the notion that something is wrong with this girl I did not get the five stages of grief from this at all. Hmm. I did kind of get yeah, an every... idea that she was like she's grieving something and there's this darkness and she's learning to like battle it through you know becoming learning to sing or finding her voice and that kind of thing but I did not get five stages of grief from this
2: yeah when you have people explain it they're like, oh yeah, there are five like she goes through every stage of grief and every like area slash power you get represents a stage of grief. Uh, And then like the secret ending is like you meet your mother and you're able to like, let go because I guess like it's assumed that like her mother died and she's working through that grief. And then if you do all the collectibles, uh, you're able to like, let go and move on, which is very cool. But again, I didn't get that while I was playing. It's really cool. if someone explains it to you, but I didn't get that from the game.
1: Yeah. I, so the five stages of grief, there's denial, there is anger, There's bargaining, there's depression, and then there's acceptance. Uh, And don't uh, applaud too much, because I am looking this up on Wikipedia. Um, (laughs) I feel like if I try to overlay the four slash five-ish areas of the game with those five stages of grief, I don't know. So, like, the first area of the game is, like, the, like, dusty desert with the various, like, windmill contraptions and whatnot. That's supposed to be denial. The forest would be anger the underwater cavern would be bargaining and then the like starry like city in the sky would be depression i, I mean, think
0: i think it's one shifted cuz i feel like the red the color red with all the windows and anger. the dust storm yeah mm. i feel like is anger especially you get it from the sound design when the dust storm comes in and you I get see. The, like terrifying organ in there as well maybe oh, the part
1: that. at the beginning of the game when you're unable to jump that would be the du- denial
0: basically maybe that's it yeah, yeah. and then okay. you know, like making your like the the final area before you get the final constellation like that's acceptance the part where it's right. like right that, that up would and down. make a lot
1: more sense and then I feel like the the underwater cavern being depression makes sense because, you know, when you're depressed, you feel down and you physically in the game are down deep below the earth when you're exploring the under- underwater caverns. And then I guess for the forest being bargaining. uh, Hmm. I, I don't totally get that one, but whatever. I, do. I feel like I it, do. It, it, it. Oh, bargaining. No, bargaining is
0: something you do. Whenever you are wanting to haggle and get a lower price on something, money is green. There you go. Okay. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) All right. The color green in the forest. There you go. All right. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. You could shoehorn those things in there for sure. (laughs) But like, yeah, it definitely doesn't come across organically in the game itself for me, but still had a fantastic time with it though. And it's just, oh, yeah. it's just long enough. Well, I think I spent, what, three, three and a half hours with it. It's just long enough. I don't feel like it outsays its welcome, and I also feel like I was, I was always wanting more until it ended. I was like, oh, that was a great experience. Glad to close the book on that.
1: Totally. Uh, I, I will say, not to dip a little bit too much into negativity as we're kind of wrapping things up, I will say, as beautiful as it was, I did find the final area of the game a little touch difficult to navigate at certain points i didn't feel like the game did as good of a job as it could have of making it clear hey these are the areas in this final area that you have explored here's where you kind of got to go next that did slow things down in the kind of final step of that journey for me ultimately still really walked away enjoying it but if i had to like air a single criticism of gree uh it would probably be that i wish they had fine tune that last part a little bit more
0: are you talking about after you get the ability to sing and you have to kind of like uh, revisit some of the parts that you just went to and do them slightly? exactly differently? yes yeah, exactly 100 percent there like yeah. i was like i don't quite know where to go but like it's not keeping me from going back to these spots that i already did so i guess i'll go back there and i can't remember have i done this yet am i doing this over again is it worth doing it again i don't i agree with you yeah adam you want to shit on this game anything bad you want to say <laughs> no i mean i get i think looking at the game
2: you're gonna know if you like it or not um yeah. i think it's very good if this is your kind of thing if a game not having any narrative um and you know that kind of a thing is gonna bother you you know it's not gonna be for you but like i guess i would play it just for the soundtrack alone because yeah remember you brought up the dust storm when that warrior comes. like oh my god soundtrack is good yep. in this game i say it's worth it just for that uh but you yeah, know i think it's good i think you know what you're gonna get i think
0: it's a very good one of these uh i would definitely recommend it to anyone who's into it dope well thank you everyone for listening thank you to our patrons for voting making it uh our barf game for may i'm glad i played it the barf poll for june it is may 28th so we are running out of time i am going to put that up stat, like right after i finish recording this right meow uh, we'll put that up. Go to patreon.com slash respawnaimfire if you'd like to vote and tell us what we're going to play in June. And uh, thank you, Alex, for coming on and, and being a part of the show again right before your vacation. Alex, is there anything? You. Where do people find you? How do they consume your content and follow you? You can find me on Twitter at
1: Alex Cozina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. Uh, and if you want to see what I'm currently up to, uh, if you go to my Twitch account, twitch.tv slash CozyBearLive, K-O-Z-I-B-E-A-R-L-I-V-E, uh, I recently started doing uh, a playthrough of Pokemon Emerald Cross, which is like a kind of quality of life mod of Pokemon Emerald, uh, doing a Nuzlocke run of that game. Um, as you know, in the past, I did a lot of cooking over on that Twitch channel, and I decided to take a little bit of break Uh, from that because cooking took up a lot of time throughout the week preparing for it and i've really been having a lot of fun with those nuzlocke runs so if you like them pokemans and if you like to see them die even more go check that out
0: (laughs) that's everyone's favorite pastime is watching pokemans die all right thanks everyone until next time here's our usual we don't do usual sign offs on this one you're gonna get one now surprise